Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, how are you, girl? Ashley, I am fantastic. (laughs) How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like one of the reasons why you may be fantastic is because we have some news to share since we've been on our little week break. We sure do. So guys, if you do not follow us on Instagram, which I don't know why you're not, please follow us at Recap Podcast. But if you are unaware, we have been nominated for a Black Podcasting 2021 Award. Yes! We are nominated. Girl. We submitted and we were chosen one of three podcasts. Look at God. Won't he do it? We are in the running for best black film slash tv podcast guys when you're listening to this the award ceremony will be tonight at 8 p.m eastern standard time you can watch it on the black podcasting awards youtube facebook and twitter and we also do we have to say congratulations to our fellow nominees in this category the current critic and right now wish so congrats to you guys as well you guys have uh, some some great we're very humbled to be in the same category as you we'll say that seriously seriously <laughs> and what I love about the podcast awards being today is the fact that it's international podcasting day yes it is September 30th so very excited we cannot tell you how many texts and reactions and um thank you so much everybody for the support family thank friends you so much. those of you who listen it has meant so Welcome much to us to the- our new listeners who wants to see what this is all about absolutely what's good how are y'all welcome (laughs) guys wish us luck we hope you'll be tuned in tonight we will be tuned in tonight and congratulations to the black podcasting awards as well on your second annual event we are again so humbled and thrilled thank you to the judges thank you to the nominating committee everybody who put in all this hard work we know you guys are completely volunteer-based crew so thank you so so much for this recognition from the bottom of our hearts sincerely thank you thank you you. so delora as i said we took a little break took a little week off did you do anything fun Girl, I got a promotion. (laughs) Talk about won't he do it. (laughs) I think I said this in a previous podcast. I took a break from corporate America to take care of my baby girl. And I just got started this year and it hasn't even been six months and I got a promotion. So the Lord is fantastic. Okay. And as are you, as are you, your (laughs) talents cannot be denied. 
God bless you, my friend. Um, so that that was wonderful. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and put that up, this out here. You know, negotiations were a thing. And it's important to be brave and to be bold and not fold. However, internally, I was losing my sugar, honey. Okay. <laughs> losing it. Shout out to my squad, the people that I bounced all my ideas off of. I appreciate it. Also, shout out to my financial advisor. It was an incredible, positive, learned experience. So I'm really excited to be in this new role. It's, it's going to be a lot of work, but I got it. I have great confidence in myself and the Lord. Yes. Love seeing black women out here succeeding. Okay. It makes me so happy in my spirit. I can't tell you. Ashley, how was your break? Girl, I had a good old time. I took myself to Atlanta, uh, one of the meccas. And ATL life, girl. I just got back last night and... I'm a little bit tired, but again, the show must always go on. So I had a great time. I stayed with my cousin, you know, enjoy time with the fam as well as, you know, my ATL friends who are living out there, got to have some adventures, got to go to a few parties, which I haven't been to a party probably pre-COVID to be honest. Does COVID exist there? That's so the it depends on who you're with. <laughs> Thankfully, the people I roll with believe in COVID. So masks were worn, precautions were taken. We did a lot of outdoor activities. Um, I also got to go to the Brave Zoo Stadium and enjoy some games. And I just had a really good time. It was a nice change of pace. And uh, I appreciate and love all my ATL fam. I will be back soon. So I had a good time. Oh, I also went to Charlotte. What'd you say? Ooh, I was like, does every black person have family in Atlanta? Because I do. Like, Possibly. Love y'all. <laughs> Possibly. Love the reads out <laughs> in ATL. Love you much. <laughs> yeah, but I also went to Charlotte. I almost forgot. This is my first trip Ooh. to Charlotte. My cousin and I went down for a rooftop birthday celebration, which was dope. Downtown Charlotte was very nice. Um, I've never been. Yeah, it was I a good time. That. I have yes. to go back and actually get a chance to explore. But uh, big ups to our girl, Shamika. I know that's your hometown. Thank you so much for the hospitality uh, that I experienced in your city. But yeah, it was a good time. So definitely enjoyed our break. And again, guys, we're back. So it's time to get into, Delora, our headlines and hot topics of the day, sis. So our first headline, breaking news just today. Free Britney update, because you know we've been following this case. We have. Uh, As some headlines read, Britney Spears is free. This afternoon, a judge ruled to suspend Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, as her conservator. A certified CPA, John Zabel, picked by Britney's team, will temporarily succeed him as the fiduciary interim conservator. Now, one update we didn't make was that Jamie Spears filed a petition earlier this month seeking an end to the conservatorship altogether. Because as we know, Britney publicly spoke out in court about her unhappiness and the abuse she felt she has endured. Delora, what do you think about this, sis? Are we almost close to this finish line of just being done with this entire situation? Oh, all I have is a song in my heart. Freedom, freedom. (laughs) (laughs) I can't move. Honestly, I was so happy to see this. As I mentioned in previous podcasts, the conflict of interest of having her father responsible for her in that way all these years. Yeah. I'm not knocking that 
you know, sis needed some help in the beginning. But Mm -hmm. when she was out here performing however many shows in Vegas, paying everybody bills, that's a major issue. So I'm just so happy and so relieved because this is scary, Ashley. Like, this is pretty intense to feel trapped in that way. It's just... 13 years she has been under conservatorship. And again, based on the New York Times documentary that both of us watched, conservatorships are notoriously impossible to get removed, right? Um, And that in and of itself has been an issue that I'm glad has come more to the forefront with this Britney Spears situation. But for sure, I hope that this signals the end. Because as we saw now, it seems like she's being able to move on on her personal life. She's now engaged. Congratulations. Um, We see that it seems like she just feels and looks like she's experiencing a bit more freedom. Again, Jamie Mm -hmm. Spears filed to end the conservatorship altogether. So they said that hearing is still pending, possibly before the end of this year. So, you know, I'm very hopeful, very, very hopeful that we'll see a conclusion to this whole saga of Britney Spears um, in this way and that she'll be able to flourish and live her best fucking life because Britney is a human being and deserves nothing less. Agreed. Agreed. All right, girl. Our second headline today, New Bachelor host in an article on Yahoo, Jesse Palmer, a TV mm-hmm. broadcaster and former NFL quarterback, as well as former Bachelor back in season sure. five in 2004, has been mm-hmm. announced as Chris Harrison's replacement for season 26 of The Bachelor, returning in 2022. Laura, they chose from within the Walt Disney family because he's also a sports commentator on ESPN, a former mm-hmm. special contributor on GMA and ABC News. He was currently hosting the ABC summer series, The Ultimate Surfer. He hosted an ABC reality series, The Proposal, in 2018, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was created by The Bachelor boss, Mike Fleece. He's also hosted ABC's Disney Parks holiday specials and ABC's presentation of the NFL draft. Of note, in addition to those hosting duties, he's also hosted for Food Network and my most memorable of his Daily Mail TV, because he was hosted Daily <laughs> Mail TV for oh, quite a while. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember him as The Bachelor. I also know him as a sports commentator as well for football. So, you know, another straight white male, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's more attractive or fun to look at, you know. He's definitely good looking. He's definitely yeah. good looking. I'm not mad at it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Like in the article I was reading synergy wise in terms of, again, they stuck within mm-hmm. the family, someone who yeah. obviously has season hosting duties. They also were looking for somebody who could bring a synergy between more male leaning fans in the franchise. Because again, he has all these ties to sports, mm-hmm. ESPN, all of this. So maybe some of that fandom will be translated over. Not sure because based on, content, yes. based on the yes. content, I don't know if you're going to pull more men over. But it sounds good. It sounds good for synergy, right? Exactly. So I agree. I and agree. the article I read too says that they're not entirely sure if he's also going to take over the hosting duties for the Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise, just based off of how those are doing now with these other hosting, Host? you know, duties. Yes. With you know, we have Caitlin Bristow and Tasha mm-hmm. that's been doing the Bachelorette, and we yes. also have that rotating guest of celebs for Bachelor in Paradise, which has actually been getting some pretty good reviews so yet to be determined we'll see what happens go ahead I do have a sticking point to that so 
I think Taisha and Caitlin are a great duo for The Bachelorette. I think mm-hmm. that's great. But the question is, you know, show me the effing money. All right. So are they going to pay him more than them? Yes. If that's the case. I think that they are going to pay him more. Mm. And I, that is, that's a very valid point because we could talk about pay inequality, which is obviously already a huge point in general. But mm-hmm. could they say, oh, it's based off of his experience or based off X, Y, and Z? Well, I mean, at this point, both Taisha and Caitlin are in the same same exact role. So I wouldn't see yes. why not. And we're definitely yep. going to watch Michelle Young's season of The Bachelorette, Delora and we I. Sure are. So we sure are. we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, we know Chris Harrison was making a good, cool $9 million or something like that. So he was sitting real pretty. Very pretty. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would think that they should be able to, if they decide to put them on permanently, go into some strong negotiations, especially because Caitlin also has the dance with the stars under her belt now. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's been some other opportunities that they've both taken on. Taisha does the podcast, you know, so we'll see what happens. But but Delora, those are our quick headlines. Let's move into our hot topics, girl, because these are ugh, scalding. Okay. Woo, Chile. So do you remember that? Do you remember that internet meme with uh when the black guy was introducing who child to a white girl and she was like, Who Chile? <laughs> you know what's funny is I never knew the origin of that. I just say it. So yeah. thank you for that history. <laughs> Um, I was like, I was telling my sister about this, and I was like, you know, who child is part of the Black American lexicon? So it's been around forever, but I found myself replacing the replacing it with Chile. <laughs> yeah, it's just funnier. It's just funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our first hot topic, girls, R. Kelly. We have avoided talking about this man on the podcast to date, really, but yes, it's time. So on Monday. Yes. On Monday, he was found guilty of nine federal sex trafficking or racketeering charges, which included acts of bribery and sexual exploitation of a child in New York. Crimes stretch from 1994 to December 2018. Now, listen, 45 witnesses were brought onto the stand, hundreds of exhibits of evidence and six weeks of testimony. He will be sentenced on May 4th, 2022 and could face decades in prison. So two prominent things that I want to discuss as a part of this are the new R. Kelly campaign and the surviving R. Kelly lifetime documentary series. So mm-hmm. mute R. Kelly campaign was founded by Oranique Odele and Kenyette Tisha Barnes. Apologies if I did not pronounce either name correctly. And their statements after he was found guilty are, we hope this verdict brings some sense of justice to the brave survivors who came forward. I felt like the Mute R. Kelly campaign was so significant because it was really the first public attempt that I saw collectively to try to make a change and reflect on the fact that as fans where we were culpable in continuing to support his music and providing him the financial resources to create this behavior. This insidious lifestyle. Exactly. And then Mm -hmm. the Surviving R. Kelly Lifetime documentary, which was executive produced by Dream Hampton, was the first time that we really got to put faces and hear directly from these victims Mm -hmm. in a way that we had never done before so dream said straw that broke the camel's back for me for sure (laughs) it was it was heartbreaking it was heartbreaking um dream said i'm so grateful that his survivors sat for our camera those interviews weren't easy to do i hope this verdict is a step in the direction of their long healing journeys so i agree with you to lord the surviving r kelly was 
the final dagger in the nail for me. But I have to be honest, I had stopped messing with him years prior. But let me go ahead and get your thoughts and then I'll share mine on not only this guilty verdict, but just overall this decades of abuse and allegations that we've heard about from R. Kelly. Well, you know, I was relieved to see that he was found guilty, first and foremost. I was also relieved to find out that he has three other cases in three other states. So he's Mm -hmm. not going to see the light of day for some time, and rightfully so. I'm so happy that you brought up the Mute R. Kelly campaign because that was so long ago. And I have to say, I was intentional on not listening to him, but every once in a while at a barbecue, when Step in the Name of Love would come on, I had to catch myself, you know? Yep, yep. Um, but surviving R. Kelly, when I tell you I felt gross after watching that documentary, like I, I was telling my sister this the other day, I felt like I had to watch a cartoon before going to bed. That's how mm-hmm. like traumatic mm-hmm. watching that. And I didn't go through it. This is me listening to people tell their stories. Exactly. So I'm like, what type of dark demon shit is going on in the houses he lived in? You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, it's so sad that it took us this long. And I'm also thinking about Aaliyah mm-hmm. <laughs> and how yes. this behavior has been going on so long. It affected her. I just, it's just, hopefully the women who were affected and who are no longer brainwashed found, found some comfort in this verdict. What about you, Ashley? Absolutely. Well said, Delora. And what's interesting, you talked about your sister. I remember my brother and his wife watched this documentary before I did. And I remember my brother being traumatized and saying that, especially as a black man, it made him question all the other black men that he was close to and wondering were any of them doing things or living a lifestyle that he was unaware of because it just made him start to question, you know, all that, all those types of relationships, you know what I mean? And so it took me a while to watch it just because I had been watching a lot of documentaries on like child sex predators at the time. So I just needed a little break from that. Like, remember that one on Netflix that it was like, he got both the children and the the parents and that insanity. Yeah. I was just watching a lot of those sorts of things. I just needed a little bit of a break. I don't think um, surviving Neverland was that far away from that either, was it? So, so leaving Neverland was definitely within the last three years or so. So it was within the same mm-hmm. time frame in terms of, hey, you could be watching some of this stuff around the same time. Mm-hmm. But remember, the surviving R. Kelly doc was like two seasons. So yeah. I ended up binging the entire two really? seasons at one time. I know oh. it was a lot for me. First of all. I didn't even make it to the second season. Yeah, I, I only did. watched the first and I was done. I did. I was fine. <laughs> I had to finish, especially because one thing they talked about from season one to season two was the reaction from season one and the fact that like when they went to the premiere, they had like a bomb threat or death threats coming at them and just all sorts of shenanigans would just show the level of, again, craziness around this whole discussion and around the fandom of R. Kelly, right? But my reaction to this verdict was to your point, definitely relief because especially after watching surviving R Kelly, you realize how many women and how many people, because obviously also men have now come out and spoken out against him as well, as far as being abused Mm -hmm. have really Mm -hmm. suffered. And 
anytime that victims can get this level of justice, I just hope that it provides some level of healing to them. But Delora, I, I, I was trying to remember when I officially stopped fucking with R. Kelly. And in my memory, it was after Trapped in the Closet. Like, that's the last project of his I remember paying any attention to. So that was like maybe 10 years ago. But I you still don't feel like. Chapters. I don't. Know yeah, it was like 23, it 22, 23. Yeah, but I only it, saw the first couple. Yeah. I realized that still doesn't feel like that was soon enough. I was still I was still in my early 20s at that point. You know what I mean? Like I could have decided earlier than that to stop messing with him. I went to an event within the last three years. It was for like three years. It was like it was for children with disabilities. And at the mm. end, they played R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. And I was Ooh. shocked. I was like, has nobody told them? about this man and about his behavior so it just spoke to the fact that like we all turned a blind eye to what was happening have a level of culpability in it taking so long for this man to be brought to justice it's like for me another example of like worshiping talent and overlooking Mm. the person and their actions because we knew it we all knew about Aaliyah we all uh, knew about Aaliyah. It was always shaky for me. Honestly, the fact that all of the, this case really brought out a lot of that paperwork for me to know, like, okay, it wasn't just some conspiracy or some type of word on the street, so to speak. It was, I, I mean, the the facts had piled up against this man for such a yeah. long time. Oh. And speaking of, I believe I can fly, when I rewatched the first Space Jam in preparation for the Space Jam new legacy uh recap check that out please i had such a visceral reaction to it Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i forgot this was in this movie it was such a major part of my childhood churches adapted the song and rewrote it so that we we sang it in choir in elementary school i was in the elementary school choir that toured around and sang at events and we sang i believe i can fly for years for years So it is definitely cringy, but again, his actions to me are so flagrant. It's just so upsetting. Now, I know there are the people who steal help. Yeah, he needs help. I mean, and that's another thing that's come out is that he was supposedly abused, potentially even by his own sister and all this stuff. That's not negating the fact that he may himself have been a victim. But clearly, he also could have not perpetrated years and years of this type of abuse against other people. So many women. Yeah, so many women. And when I tell you, when I found out that he took part, first of all, I'd already canceled Michael Jackson as well. But after I realized he did, um, You Are Not Alone. And that was one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. And that he supposedly wrote that in reaction to one of his young chicks getting pregnant and like having an abortion or not having the baby I was like that just completely tainted so imagine how many like for people who say oh I'm still gonna listen to this is why I cannot separate the artist from the art because these songs are inspired by something so if you're sitting here going back and you want to listen to 12 play and you want to listen to some of his hits who is he talking about he's talking about potentially children he's talking about potentially victims of his sexual abuse so that's something for those of you who say I'm still gonna rock around that's something for you to hold within yourself and go to sleep at night because I can't I'm not gonna be to do it Jalora I'm not doing it either Ashley and I hope crazy the last thing I have to say is I really hope that this is the last lesson we as the public have to learn about these sorts of cases and and to stop worshiping celebrities stop worshiping people for their talent and negate their humanity yes 
that and yeah, just because somebody can do one thing very well, does that mean we need to take medical advice from them? <laughs> does it mean we need to, uh, you know, follow everything that they have to say? It goes with money too. We, we, we live in a capitalist society and we essentially worship people who've been able to garner so much money, but it's like money is amoral. It's about the people, you know, and these people are smarter than you. These people aren't better than you. None of that. And what was sad was all the people that enabled him because he was the star because he had the money. Yep. And that's how they were that, able to get him on those racketeering charges because it was woo. a network of people that supplied the means, resources, and time that allowed him to continue to have these patterns of abuse throughout all of these years. So, girl, that's all I got for that one. Moving on to our second hot topic, little, mm. little bit lighter, little bit. And that is Will Smith's GQ interview that just dropped as well. So Will mm. graces the November cover under the title, Introducing the Real Will Smith. And he is in what he has declared his fuck it 50s, Delora. <laughs> in this interview, he discussed his upcoming self-titled memoir, his upcoming film, Emancipation, inspired by the photo and life story of Whipped Peter, along mm -hmm. with discussing why he had avoided making films about slavery throughout his career. And of course, what everyone wants since they sat down at that red table, more yeah. insight into his marriage to Jada. He admits that Jada was not the only one who had extramarital entanglements. Case surprise, surprise. Okay, we knew. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he even discussed at one point wanting a harem that included Halle Berry. And Misty Copeland. For those who don't know, Misty Copeland's a ballerina. She's gorgeous, black, gorgeous, doing the gorgeous. goddamn thing. Okay, so Delora, please give me your thoughts on this Will Smith interview. Well, Ashley, I wish the pictures were better. You know, Will Smith was part of my original like celebrity crushes. You know, I remember for all of us, I was in fifth grade, peak Fresh Prince of Bel Air time. Okay. There was like this unauthorized autobiography book of him. And I carried it in my purse all day, every day. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not read not one word, but I had all the pictures in, in the middle of that book. You know how pictures have the, oh the you my know, gosh. books have the pictures in the middle, right? <laughs> Look at that all the time. I don't even know where that book is anymore. But anyway. <laughs> he looks tired in this YouTube article. Oh, like, I'm not tired. I just wish the facial hair was different. You know, we talked yes. about how beards save lives. I didn't do, like just the beard. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like just the little the little beard. Like, give me it's a like, fool. It's giving me Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, and I'm like, no, that's not your look. You know the what? Only, the only person who can pull that off outside of Abraham Lincoln is LeBron James, and mm. that's a stretch. I was about to say, but I anyway. want to give it to LeBron. LeBron, you need more facial hair too, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this article, I, I loved it, and then I was like, okay, okay, well, just sit down. Um, so what I loved, I loved hearing about his career, hearing about his evolution as a human being, because yeah, I do respect that about him and Jada and their kids. They're very intentional with what they do, um, what they say, what they put out in the world. And I love that because he's a bona fide, you know, Hollywood star. You know what I mean? Um, 
there was a level of mystique with them for many years, you know? Right. They were the power couple. They were the beacon of Black love before Barack and Michelle. You know what I mean? But there's always been rumors about them swinging in in these Hollywood streets, okay? Mm -hmm. And because of that, when the entanglement, the word of 2020... came out it was just like they're really giving us what we wanted they they are serving fresh meat to the wolves okay jada was pretty much thrown under the bus she kind of threw herself under the bus in pretty much in that relationship because i i did feel sorry for will i feel like they knew what they were doing but i just feel like will is such a traditionalist and jada is not and i and i kind of felt sorry for him applying what he knew or wanted onto her to the point where it's like he's he's living a whole new reality that I don't think he imagined for himself in some ways. Does that make any sense what I'm trying to say? I think we are on the exact same page on that. So and so in in that respect, I had no doubts that he he slept with other women. That that was not a thing. (laughs) It was more so like, oh, this isn't probably the marriage you probably anticipated in Jada being the free-spirited <laughs> woman that she is you know they have this evolution in their relationship or whatnot him talking about wanting a harem i'm like sir we the the, the crowd is on your side you don't have to elaborate on how much <laughs> you want it to be smashing chicks in in hollywood you understand what i'm trying to say so well, you are the prize. You have always been you the prize. You will always be the prize. The prize. <laughs> That's out here sleeping with B-rated singers. Okay, uh. you will dress. Mind you, I heard some things about August, but uh, I'm not going to go there We've right all now. heard some things about August <laughs> at this point. We are both fans of higher learning and Van made a point that I cannot disagree <laughs> on. His ego had to been tarnished just a little bit with her getting her back. <laughs> Van was hurt in my feelings. I just listened to their interview today because I was behind on my podcast. And when I tell you I was in the car cringing, Van said penis a good 25 times oh. to make his point. Talking about, oh, he thought she was going to get her some Courtney B. Vance, some Sterling K. Brown dignified dick. And she went, <laughs> she went and got her uh, a 2020 dick. Like, you just, what he wasn't ready. That, that wasn't hurt my ready. feelings. That hurt yeah. my feelings. So, Ashley, what are your thoughts? So, I, I we're, the reason why I say we're on the same page is because, again, after everything he discussed, that's still the point that I have to talk about is the relationship entanglements of it all. And it's he this interview did not help because it's bugging me that it seems like I know we'll try to be delicate, but the whole open marriage option was really for Jada's happiness more so than it seems like his. And so it just made me wonder if he is truly happy. Like if he is fantastic, I hope he is, but it was almost the case of will, did you choose the right partner for you? Because are these differences ultimately too large to bridge, to satisfy the both of you? And obviously, 
you're in your fucking fifties. Exactly. Because you talk about divorce not being an option, and I think that's Mm -hmm. highly commendable, but to what end? Are you going to live a life possibly that is not you living your best life? You better preach. Okay. You know, I'm just, I'm just wondering, obviously it's not for any of us to say, because we're just looking from outside in and only getting the perspectives from things that we're hearing. But that was just a thought that I really had was, you know, he talked about, you know, traditional values and her growing up totally different than he grew up and all that. And I get that, but in marriage is supposed to be about compromise and about the two of us, not just about you, what makes you happier, what makes the other person happy. So was this ultimately the right match? Yes. Yes. That's, that's all. That's all I got. That's all. That's what I I came away with. I was available 14 years ago. I'm just saying. I'm just curious how many DMs he has since these incidents have been happening because if Halle Berry was still single, she may have slid on through. You lucky she's in a committed relationship right now. Because no, Halle no. may have been like, hey, I heard you talking some good shit. And uh, we both in our fucking 50s, baby. Who knows how many how many of her peers he smashed? You never know. Jada Spears. That's what I'm referring to. Absolutely. I mean, remember Eddie Murphy was had his had his shrink. Back in the day, so who knows? But all I have to say is I hope that, as with everything, they find some happiness through all of this. Because he seems like the type of person that wants a partnership, you know. And I don't, I don't know. They they vacation separately, and you know, you do have to make marriage work to an extent, right? Like, you know, I know some couples. The woman travels internationally. The guy doesn't because he's a homebody. You know. Stuff like that, but love you will pray that you find your peace, find your happiness. Absolutely. Somebody. To both of them. To both of them. Yes, I'm a fan of both too. of them at the I end am of the too. day. I am a I fan am of too. both. Oh, the yeah. one last thing, the most surprising thing that came was that he said he fell in love with Stalker Channing back in the day where they were doing a movie together. That was shocking. I wasn't ready for that revelation. I don't know who that is. Who's Stalker that? Channing is an actress. Um, let me see. You might know her. She was in First Wives Club. She was the one who committed suicide at the very beginning of the film. And First Wives Club with Bette Midler and Goldie You know, Hawn. I love that movie, but I don't remember that friend. You will have to look her up. Yeah, Stalker Channing, well-known okay. actress. But yeah, when they did one of his first roles, he said he was, he was doing method acting and he accidentally fell in love. So that was very shocking to me. <laughs> that was the most surprising thing from the article. So we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll probably end oh, up reading your book. You know, it's going to be real interesting. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to air. Er- this era of Hollywood getting old because I'm ready for one of them to be the Quincy Jones to tell all the tea. Yeah. All the tea. I'm ready. I need to know. Or this next generation of kids. Cause I mean, who knows what Willow and Jaden are going to be talking about in the future. They may be spilling some tea as well. True. Yeah. They may be like, Ooh, let me tell y'all what we really like in that house. Anyway, let's move on to our micro dose guys. We talked about dancing with the stars a little while ago, but now it is time to micro doses. We are two weeks into this historic season 30. So those who have not been watching spoiler alert, uh, we had our first elimination this past Monday. Martin Cove and partner Britt were the first pair to be eliminated. Delora, we talked about this over text. That partnering was BS to me. Sure Britt deserved was. a better and longer run as the only black female pro on that show. 
Um, Period. Did not appreciate it. Uh, we also had Cody Grigsby and Cheryl Burke who had to sit out this week and were judging the rehearsal due to Cheryl's mm. positive COVID test. Um, it's a pretty strong cast, though, to me, in terms of mm-hmm. enjoyment and dance ability. So, mm-hmm. Delora, what are you thinking uh, to start this season of Dancing with the Stars? I think I said this before we actually watched the season. I think we were talking about the casting. I'm really impressed. I mean, yes, JoJo Siwa is technically the front runner, but with her being paired with a woman, it really is anyone's game. I've been super impressed with Kenya. Didn't expect that. I also really enjoy, of course, Suni. Yeah. <laughs> Love Suni. Mel C, even though she's not my favorite Spice Girl, she's definitely fun to watch. And the other one that I did not expect to like, but I think I like his partner is The Miz. Like, I love Whitney. Whitney has always been one of my favorites. Uh, So he's actually not that bad either. (laughs) He has such great presence and energy, right? I agree with Derek that he has to control it a little bit because you can't come out like you're a WWE superstar on the dance floor, especially if you're doing a number that requires some grace. Um, Mm -hmm. But I agree. He's very entertaining to watch. But, you know, first Black Bachelor, he's technically not awful, but he is so goofy, Ashley. (sighs) The goofiest. The goofiest. And I'm not actually, I text you this too. You've been seeing him smile this much because he didn't seem like he enjoyed himself on the show with all the drama and the daddy issues. But (laughs) seeing him in real life dancing it's a it's i'm happy to see a you know a happy black man of course but he's goofy as hell (laughs) (laughs) and as a part of that i told you i feel like the show is overproduced right now in terms of the couplings like i don't need rachel to come out during his rehearsal and i don't need the whole uh brian austin green always done that though i'm sure and you know again this is only my second season guys only my Mm -hmm. second season so last season over here delora is over here last season (laughs) was not none of these shenanigans and i enjoyed it much more because i don't want this overproduced feeling of like oh we gotta show the couple together and oh we gotta have brian with his real life boo shana and do googly eyes and all this bs like let's just dance because the dancing in and of itself is highly entertaining to me mm-hmm. i love the platform and i love what they do so let's just stick to that guys malora is the only one on my list that you didn't name but we both talked about how graceful and beautiful of a dancer she was and i didn't know she was going to come out and be that great you know not at all and i'm a fan of her name she's just missing a d but that's okay (laughs) just gotta switch that (laughs) m over and then iman you know i'm rooting for iman i hope iman makes it pretty far in the competition i don't think he's gonna win because you know he just does not necessarily have that ability to probably do all of the dances and do them all really well but i definitely like it yeah but I, he's amazing because, because you know you got uh oh boy who's super lynn. harsh lynn and lynn, lynn was not there last season so i didn't no. know lynn was such a simon cow no. asshole welcome. of a judge welcome and i was so funny because in our text conversation i was like yeah lynn is hard on black people and black women and i was like hmm this is a this is a trend <laughs> but no um i feel like 
he's hard on black people because you know we tend to be quote unquote hip hop right and ballroom dancing is very straight laced and you know shoulders back not hunched over and all that so well, he would have been very hard on Nelly last season and Nelly was sure a fan favorite have. so yes, yes. whatever yes. whatever Lynn I'm not even gonna try to remember your name because I don't like you like that okay um Jojo CY and Jenna pairing I absolutely am loving because not only for Jojo's sake, but Jenna, because Jenna should have one last season with me. And I will never stop saying that. They were robbed, Delora. They were robbed. Girl, welcome to the club of the robbed contestants. So upset. My heart goes out to Mill B with Max. My heart goes out to Maya. My heart goes, first of all, Max used to always be paired with a black girl who almost made it, like always. And it, it was, it was so such a travesty every time yeah neve was phenomenal yeah. i i want to see him in a dance again. absolutely i want him to see him on broadway he was amazing um next week is britney spears night and you know it's very good timing so very excited to see what they do with this very excited to see the costumes and the performances so guys tune in to dancing with the stars monday nights at 8 p.m on a b c so what Britney song are you most looking forward to next week? Oh, that is such a good question. Probably I'm a slave for you or mm. oops, good I did one. it again. Ooh. If I'm honest, if I'm honest, those are probably two of my absolute favorite Britney Spears really? tracks. And really? I would say lucky too, because lucky, I feel like it's going to yes. go really well with like a slower, more, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. waltzy type of performance, but we'll see what happens. What about you? Toxic, toxic, and did I mention toxic? <laughs> it's the bop of all bops. Mind you, I love so many Britney Spears songs, but toxic is definitely up there. And I'm going to do a, a mention of Miss Independent, which I highly doubt they'll do, but I love that song. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens, guys. I do. I've listened to the majority of Britney Spears' discography. Yeah, I, I really have. Yeah, same. Oh, circus. Circus. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna see. We have we have 12 pairings still, right? So yeah. I mean so they have plenty, plenty yeah. to choose from. But excited for it, guys. Tune in. And that is it for us today. Again, wish us luck on these black podcasting awards. Hopefully, we get this dub and we get to come back and share it with all of our lovely recap nation listeners we love you all so much again welcome to all of our new listeners we are so happy to have you we will take great care of you and (laughs) thank you for our day ones okay thank you absolutely absolutely loyalty 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 we love y'all glora what's up for our recap we are recapping vacation friends although the summer is over we just got to do this uh, one last recap for, you know, good time's sake. <laughs> for some people, girl, I'm still in a spaghetti strap dress. So let's do it. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Take care. Bye.